0: Elle Raleigh is the founder of Solly Baby, a wildly popular baby wrap company that's now expanded to swaddles and crib sheets and baby clothes and beyond. Elle is a mother of four, an entrepreneur, and a leader I look up to so much for advice on everything from motherhood to marketing, and she really has a gift for being calming and reassuring and connecting with women. Today, I sit down with Elle virtually and have a conversation about her best advice for new moms and seasoned moms about the current times we're living in and how to be intentionally positive during the pandemic and as things move forward. On a personal note, we also get into some talk about postpartum depression, and I almost had Neil cut that part out of the interview because it got exceptionally personal for me, but I feel like the value and the worth of the things that Elle told me was so good that I decided to leave that in, and I hope it helps some other moms, too, who may be feeling either just regular depression or postpartum depression because Elle's words were so calming and so helpful for me, so I hope they help you, too. Today, my friends, I have a dear friend of mine with me, and her name is Elle, and she is the boss woman queen behind Solly Baby. Baby. And I am just so thrilled to have a conversation with Elle. She's someone I really look up to as far as an entrepreneur, a mom, a female empowerer. (laughs) And I just love her so much. So Elle, say hi and introduce yourself.
1: Hi. Oh my goodness, Corinne. I'm so happy to be here. You're just one of my favorite people on the planet. And I just always feel inspired talking to you. Is that an introduction?
0: <laughs> Thank you. No, I want you to tell everybody if they've never heard of Solly Baby what it is and okay. how you got started with that. I okay. could have been more specific when I said introduce. No. And, stuff. <laughs> and also, I, you're married to Jared and you have I'm four little four beautiful kids. Yes, yes, I do.
1: Um I, yes, I started a, um, baby wrap carrier business almost 10 years ago, which just seems so crazy to me now when I was having my second baby, Solomon, um, Solly and, um, started them in my living room in Salt Lake city and then, um, in an Etsy shop. And then just kind of, it sounds too simplistic to say it just grew and grew. It was a lot of (laughs) hard work and a lot of struggle and not growing and then growing. And, you know, we're still on that, always on that same roller coaster. So yeah, now we have a team here in Carlsbad, California and San Diego County. And yeah, that's what I do. I I love it. And, um, I work with a few other businesses, um, like a invested partner as well. And I, I love working with female founded businesses.
0: So wonderful. And Solly Baby started out as, you said, a wrap company, but now you guys do more. You do swaddles and baby clothes.
1: Yeah, like we uh, kind of, my favorite part about our wraps is the lensing Modal. It's really soft, kind of buttery soft, but lightweight fabric. And so like, what else could we make out of this? And so, yeah, this is kind of naturally followed. These people, customers have said, hey, wait, you know what? I would love this as a crib sheet or in a baby hat or so. it's, It's been fun.
0: Yes. And we absolutely love all of the Solly Baby line items that we have in our home too. They're so perfect. And that wrap, my only regret with Annabelle is not having the wrap with my first baby because Mine too. It, it has, <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. it has been such a lifesaver from going to the beach to walking around Costco to, you know, being able to make dinner, and still hold the baby. You know, it's always like right at dinner time is the only <laughs> t- that's like the one time that baby wants to be held, like the witching hour. Always. So, yeah, that's so good. To it's just so. a lifesaver. So, but I actually. We'll have to have you and Jared on again sometime because I've brought you guys up on the podcast before as like the dream team working together. And you guys are entrepreneurs that we really admire and respect. But I actually brought Elle on the podcast today to talk about these like mini education series that she's been doing on Instagram since the pandemic started and they've been super helpful to me and my mental health and so instead of just having a conversation with Elle and keeping it all to myself I thought it would benefit my audience so much to share it with everyone else too and just talk through some of these beautiful ideas that you've been sharing so I want to start out by asking what inspired this mini series that you guys have been doing well,
1: I actually, I don't talk about this a ton, but about 18 months ago, I actually went through a life coaching program on my own. And okay. just because I um, felt like there were, got into this podcast with Jody Moore and then, um there's a life coach and then the life coach school and then got my own life coach. And it just, I felt like there were all of these kind of gaps in my emotional um, kind of understanding or maturity and mm-hmm. like as soon as I started learning about it it's like oh my gosh this would have been so helpful like not only years ago like we should learn this stuff in elementary school <laughs>
0: but yes
1: uh, like just like we go to gym class there should be like mental health class you know <laughs> totally um, mental and emotional but especially in motherhood and and so I, I just thought I, I love that. You know, I have this platform where I'm talking to moms um, all day long and a lot of moms come to me for advice for different reasons, whether that's, you know, trying to work and have babies or, you know, just with their own babies and which I'm not an expert at that, but still a lot of moms come and I "I would really love to have advice that's like really meaningful and to have a little more depth to what I'm sharing. And so... I, I kind of just did the whole training for myself, my own family, but then also for our community that I could like really give some empowering tools for, um, that postpartum mom and beyond um, postpartum when you're kind of in that fog and you need somebody to like part it a little bit.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm in um, the fog. I'm currently
1: <laughs> surrounded by the fog. So. Oh man. I, I lived in the fog for a long time after each of my babies. So I can, I can relate to that. And it's not you know, it doesn't make it perfect, but I think if I can give those little nuggets where, you know, you're maybe at the end of your rope, just a little bit for the day or month or year, then I love that we can, we can share that. But then with COVID, I just, you know, with our team, it it was actually a really scary time in Solly, Baby because all of our production shut down and um, we actually didn't know if we would be able to ship. So we had like six weeks of inventory of 23 employees and I oh mean really gosh. almost overnight I was like we might we might not make it through this like if we if we can't ship we've got like weeks left of this business it was it was really scary And but what we did as a team which I just love our team so much but I just had a meeting and I said here's the reality these are the sacrifices we're all gonna need to make but we need to be there for our community right now. How can we, you know, we might be suffering here, but that postpartum mom who thought she was going to have meals and grand and her parents and everybody else, you know, to support and now doesn't have that and maybe working from home with their other kids, she needs us, you know, so how can we best show up? And so that really I was just completely focused at the beginning of coronavirus um, especially on creating these guides and webinars and different different ways to give that emotional support so
0: that is so cool and I had no idea that you went through this life coach training what an amazing (laughs) gift to give to your family and your community that's so cool it was cool Quickly before we move on to the guides, tell me what what was your favorite thing that you learned in your life coach school?
1: I I think um maybe the biggest thing is that like you can't hate yourself into loving yourself and Mm. which is you know something that I'd heard before, but to really see that mapped out over and over of how those negative thoughts, how it just it never leads to positive results. So on a very practical level to see that, I feel like that really that really changed me kind of at my core, you know, with how I talk to my kids and raise my kids and, but especially with myself, because it just, I think as women especially, it feels really useful to, on some level, shame ourselves or guilt ourselves into the action yes. that we want to see. And mm-hmm. it just never... Leads to lasting positive change, and and really understanding that has changed my relationship with myself in a
0: huge way. That is beautiful. I love that, and it's so true. I don't know why we self deprecate or, you know, tear ourselves down, thinking that's going to be productive. I do it all the time, and you're right. It like the positive momentum works so much better. So, So let's talk about. I loved that you guys did this affirmation, there were nine affirmations to empower you through a pandemic. Where did these affirmations come from? They're so good. And we could read through them. I have them right here, but where did they come from?
1: A lot has came through my training. I mean, it's funny because I think you could distill like those affirmations or pandemic are probably really similar to the ones I did to like New Year's resolutions for the new mom or, mm-hmm. you know, because those I don't, there, there's such a strong correlation in how, um, I don't know. And like the kind of foundational thoughts that really motivate us and really empower us. And so I really just got into, um, in touch with the struggles that <laughs> we might all be having and then thought what might be a thought that would serve us better right now than this is so hard or there's so much uncertainty or I don't you know, I feel powerless. And then kind of my brain goes to what's kind of the opposite of that. How could you flip that on its head? How is this maybe like the best thing that's ever happened to you? And how is God really making, working in your life right now in a way that is going to like come out to this really happy ending? I think that when we really believe that everything comes to this happy ending in our lives, then that changes how we experience so much in the present, you know? Um, and when we yeah, lose sight that. of that, it's really easy then for all that fear to come in because we're just afraid it's going to end up bad, <laughs>
0: right? On some level. Yes. Well, and how many times have we heard a million times over, we're living in unprecedented times where, <laughs> you know, just the same narratives over and over that are very fear-based. So yeah. um I just want to read through these because okay. they're so good. Unless... Yeah. Unless you, okay. I'm like, I don't want to put you on the spot, <laughs> no, and but yeah. I don't want to take them away from you. No, okay for it. Okay. So nine affirmations to empower you through a pandemic. Number one, there's always more in my control than out of it. Number two, I know everything I need to know today. Number three, I control me. Number four, external circumstances do not control my experience. Number five, I can make a beautiful life no matter what. Number six, I will focus on what is in my control. Number seven, I always make lemonade out of lemons. Did I say seven? Oh, number eight, what, <laughs> this is my mom brain. Number eight, what if this is making me into the next best version of me? I really love that one. And number nine, I am a fighter. I am strong and I was made for this. So, so many good thoughts. Do you want to expand on any of those? I mean, I think the control thing was the has been the toughest
1: thing for most of Mm -hmm. us through this, of just feeling a loss of control, even though, as I'm sure you've heard two other people say, the future was always uncertain. We thought, we knew what March was going to be like in April and May, Mm and we had this idea. It never would have been what that, how we imagined it anyway, right? It never is. So true. But to have that really at a whole new level where we really, you know don't know but it's just funny because we really never know (laughs) right and so it is a I think it is a good kind of um practice of like some radical acceptance of like the here and now you know because all suffering all suffering is rooted in fighting with
0: reality in some way (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like the expectations yes what life was going to be. That's so true that that concept of surrender is a really powerful one that at least that's like the word that Neil and I use because we're so 12 step recovery based in our marriage Mm -hmm. and in our family. But it is so necessary to have sanity or to restore sanity is like how we talk about it in terms of recovery is to surrender your need to control things or your need to to know what the future is, you know, that really is such a powerful thing. Oh, absolutely. Letting go of the control.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that that's once you can't really get to that next step of creating something better than you envisioned until you first have that surrender, that acceptance, that like, okay, what, you know, I can let go of this piece, but what is in my control, which really I think anytime we ask that question, we're like, oh, actually, most things are still in my control.
0: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So I feel like you guys did a great job, too, of turning the lemons into lemonade during the pandemic. And you shared a little bit on social media about how things really took a turn for the better and kind of just worked out. Can you talk to me about how that happened for you guys and how you led your team into that direction?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think we were as proactive as we possibly could have been in the beginning and that, and we made a lot of hard decisions right then. Like, I mean, I personally, you know, Jared and I, we cut our pay by like two thirds, something just like, okay, let's just, we want to save everything that we possibly can to build up our reserves Mm -hmm. so that we can handle whatever. And everybody on our team took some type of a cut as well. And I think that 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 was a really unifying experience for us that then made everything else so much easier after that, where we were just like, we are all in on this. We're all in on the uncertainty and the lack of control. And now what is in our control? What can we do? How can we best protect ourselves? And we kind of spun for a minute of like plan after plan, because I think that that's also that's definitely where my brain goes. Like, I'm going to try to control it over and over and over mm-hmm. and for every possible scenario. And you remember the news cycle is just so, so fast. Just like yes. changes, especially here in California. And, and I felt like every backwards. time I
0: woke up, it was, yeah, it was something new. Every time oh. I opened my phone the next morning, it was like a totally new development every day. Yeah, you're
1: like, okay, what does this even mean? Essential business, shelter in place, all of those things. Yeah. And And so at some point, um, our COO and me and Jared, we were like, okay, we're done. We're done planning for it. We've done everything we can. And if we Mm -hmm. end up having to shut down, like we're at peace with that, like as much as we can be. And then what was miraculous really truly (laughs) from there was like within the next week, our sales just like not just stabilized, but grew. And I think it Mm -hmm. was just, you know, I know that I I feel bad almost saying that because I know for so many other, there's some luck in that of depending what industry you're in, if you're brick and mortar versus online. But, um, I think with so many people at home, they were, you know, more apt to buy a gift online or, um, you know, just buy, um, buy it from us directly instead of in store. And so, so then, yeah, we've, um, experienced growth through this period. So then we're able to like, you know pay all of our get our employees and pay back up we did stay there for a while because we're like look we just want to be as smart as we possibly can and build up our reserves which we did and then we're able to um you know pay back everything from those cuts and it was just like I don't know really did just feel totally totally miraculous and in the end I I just feel like our team is so much stronger. I'm so much stronger we're able to just I do think that those it's like stinks that it has to come out of hard things that you <laughs> like make so much progress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just seems to be the way, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. That, what a cool story. So taking a little bit of a shift into yeah. the mom space because you're, I feel like such a, just a strong voice there. Tell me about some of the advice that you've been giving to moms, uh, postpartum moms, moms of all ages of kids about, you know, staying sane and having calm in your life and doing these like self-care things that are, I love what you said about having depth, not just like eat some chocolate, you'll be fine. (laughs) But, you know, some of these things that really have depth about your thoughts and your intentions. Um, Tell me about that, what you've, the advice that you've been giving moms.
1: Yeah. Well, cookies are never a bad idea. I will say that because uh, yeah. even just say it's making your mom's chocolate chip oatmeal cookie recipe. <laughs> it always helps. <laughs> so but. Good. Um, but yeah, I've really pushed hard on a couple things. One, recognizing the signs of postpartum depression, because mm-hmm. this is just going to be a time of higher susceptibility for everyone yes. to have, to experience depression. But I think moms are especially vulnerable because we're, we're being asked to do like a um, humanly impossible thing <laughs> right now in terms of like, yeah. if you work and you've got kids home and you've got a new baby and, you, you know, for so many moms, it's like the, the, the time just doesn't add up. And so mm-hmm. I think looking for those red flags for postpartum depression or depression in general is, is really huge. You can't like coach yourself out of a chemical imbalance, you know?
0: Totally. Well, and so do you want to talk through those really quick, what they are?
1: I've got it right here. So one is um, a lasting, sad, anxious, or empty mood. And I've read a few different time periods for that. Some are, you know, like a week, I think most are around two weeks, I believe. Mm -hmm. you experience it longer than that. And feelings of hopelessness or pessimism. A loss of appetite or overeating, um, withdrawing from loved ones, which and I think that that's that's a really tough one to identify right now, um, because yep. you're being forced to. So, but if you find yourself not even reaching out for texts or calls, or you know that feeling when somebody, you know, your mom or somebody close to you calls and you're like, oh, I just don't want to talk. Like that's that can be a red flag if you're doing that. If you find yourself doing that a few times a day, you know, yeah, um feeling numb or disconnected from your baby and feelings of irritability, anger, or restlessness, difficulty sleeping, um, which is also a really hard one to recognize with a newborn, but, um, incessant worrying thoughts of harming yourself or your baby, which is of course, like, that's the one that is the biggest red flag that you get help immediately. You don't wait for any, you know, period of time. So I think that that, that's definitely something that we've pushed really hard on is the postpartum depression, those um, red flags, but also just community, finding community in different ways right now, um, involving your family and your children's or baby's life right now, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's it takes maybe a little more work, but then also not as much <laughs> than going out. So making that a priority, like taking those pictures, sending them out, like just every day, FaceTiming and, because it's so awesome for that family but really for your extended family but mostly for our for you and I know there's a lot of sadness for people feeling like the grandparents or other family are not a part of their kids and especially those babies lives right now. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's it's almost weird for me to listen to you read off that list because I'm like I check off almost all of those and I'm right in the middle of trying to figure all of that out but this was helpful for me to hear from my doctor recently when I told her at my two-week appointment that I was like, I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm having postpartum depression. And she said, all of my postpartum patients are struggling more than normal right now. So, And how can I turn this on you? How are you navigating that? <laughs> I'm just, I don't think I'm quite ready to talk about that yet. Because yeah. I'm still just right in the middle of trying to figure it all out. But
1: But obviously um, you're reaching out for help, which is the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out for a lot of help as much as I can, as much as I can push myself. It is hard. Like when texts come in from people or people try to reach out where I'm, I'm right in that season of like, Oh, I don't have the energy to have conversations with people a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's a hard thing. And I think that I, I hope that when I can get out of this and be more of myself, because I'm definitely not myself right now, that we can, that I'll be able to have a more productive conversation with my audience about how I was able to get through this. Because I'm still definitely, like, if I had a broken leg, my leg is, like, definitely broken right now. It's not, I'm not, like, back to walking or running. I'm, I'm like, still like, on crutches.
1: Totally. But you know what, though? I, I think that that's, like, the most important thing for other moms to hear. Because it's so easy. It's so much easier after when you have it nice and tidy and you can look back and say, okay, Mm -hmm. which is super important too. But I like, I love how open you are about it, which not that you need to share anything you don't feel comfortable with ever, but just like I'm in it. That like sense of validate, like that's such a huge, gives such a huge sense of validation for other moms of like, I, I just think that that is probably the most inspiring thing that you could say. You know, we'll see.
0: You're just life coaching me. <laughs> Sorry, right now. No, it's so <laughs> it's good awesome. because you know what's funny is right when you asked me that, I'm, I started getting like super triggered, and I thought I'll probably just tell Neil to take this out. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, we probably should just leave it in and let other moms know that if they're listening to this, feeling triggered too, that it's okay. And there's probably a lot of people, probably everyone who's had a baby recently is feeling all those things. Oh, and I've
1: I've experienced depression through this as well. Like, I think everyone on some level has experienced a heightened level of anxiety or depression. So yeah, it's a part of it.
0: Yeah, that's well, and that's true. I think um, even for Neil, hopefully he won't mind me like saying this, but you know, he's still going through a grieving process of and I think that anything like that, like any issue that you've had in your life seems to kind of be amplified by all of this. So I think anything, any type of like personal turmoil that you may have been dealing with on a smaller level is just it's become even more challenging with all of these Yeah, and you're not circumstances. doing circumstances.
1: And you're not doing it wrong. That's not a sign that you did something else wrong or you're not processing it the right way. It's like it's just a part of it.
0: Yeah. So what advice do you have for me and every other person that's listening to this going, Oh, that list kind of triggered me. I'm checking off on more than one of those things.
1: Oh man. I mean, for sure. If you haven't already talked to your healthcare provider, like that's just, just do it. It's nothing, you know, um, can be scary or intimidating. You don't have to do whatever they say even, right. Just have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think beyond that, I, I heard a um, therapist once say, you should do kind of the opposite of whatever you feel like doing.
0: <laughs> and that's it's... so true. Yeah. <laughs> Neil calls that contrary actions.
1: Yeah. In, oh, I love in that. In like phrase. a recovery
0: mindset of like, if you don't feel like making a call, you need to pick up the phone and make a call.
1: Yeah. Just kind of making that more of a habit. Um and I think for what in coaching, we call um, thought downloads, where it's like, like journaling, but you're not necessarily writing about your day. It's kind of like a brain dump of your feelings and um, mm. just wherever you are. I do think that processing emotion, which comes from that thought download, can be really helpful, which is really just whenever you're feeling some intense feeling, what we often do is we try mm. to move right past it and Mm -hmm. push it down like a beach ball under the water, which doesn't work over time. Right. And so giving it a name and recognizing where you feel that emotion in your body. So like, I feel sad or I feel um, discouraged or whatever that name is, that just that naming can be really powerful. And then, okay, this is what, it's just, you know, this, all those negative feelings are just, it's just a chemical reaction in your body. Right. It's just a release of just, doing different things in your body. Right. So it's like, where do I yep. feel? it? Oh, I feel it in my job. What is it doing there? Kind of just taking that through your body and then breathing through it. And I do think that that is what helps to not have a huge buildup of emotions. And I've mm-hmm. really tried to be conscientious about that. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm like kind of resisting something all day. What is it? What am I really feeling? You know, like, Yeah. Not a part of the practice as well.
0: Okay. I love that. So a brain dump. And then what other like actionable things are there that you feel like you've been able to coach moms through doing? Well, I loved this. I loved that you talked about take a moment to mourn and grieve about like whatever you thought this time was going to be. And I think that that's really healthy advice too, because I think everyone gave something up during the quarantine, right? Like everyone gave up a graduation or a birth story or a someone visiting or something that was going to mean a lot to them. Or I I even think about, like, I keep thinking about seniors that were supposed to play their last year of a sport, and they, they'll never get that back. Or the parents that took them to practices from Little League on and thought this was going to be the big crowning year. And then that's just kind of over, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, it's easy to want to move really, uh, move past that really fast. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, but it's fine. And I think taking a full stop there for a minute, not spinning and oh, what it should have been and what, you know, but then this and why wasn't it? And like, that kind of like, we call that more the dirty pain where you're kind of like taking a mud bath, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of just like, I thought it was going to be this and it was this. And I feel like fill in the blank, you know, and then sit with that is, is it can be a really healthy way to do that, um, where it doesn't spiral into, into something bigger there, you know, not that you can't write it all out, but I have found that to be really helpful of just really isolating what I thought it was going to be into distilling it down into a sentence and and yeah grieving that giving yourself however much time you need for that too that could be a day it could be a week it could be 30 minutes you know um yeah. so i think that that can be especially helpful
0: i love that advice i i also loved that you told people to stop watching the news like <laughs> ha, if right? you can't handle it have your partner watch and fill you in you're not going to miss anything
1: life changing right well and but you know a piece of that too is for some people, this time has been um, really, really sweet in different ways, and really. Jo- I'm sure we've all had some parts that were more joyful than we thought. But for some yes. people, maybe that it has just been an upside for you, and that is awesome. You don't need to feel bad for enjoying that. It doesn't help totally. anybody else for you to feel guilty about loving quarantine. And I think just embracing your own experience and not feeling like I should be experiencing it this way mm-hmm. um, on both sides of that, on both sides of the coin. Right. There's no shoulds with this. It's just like, what is the experience I'm having? Um, and, and that I want to have and, you know, embracing that.
0: Yeah. I loved too, that you talked about engaging with nature every day. So where did the inspiration for that come from?
1: Well, I read, um, actually some articles from a few different website, medical websites for um, helping women with postpartum depression and depression in general. And that connection and is is really strong. And those were from like pretty medically, you know, rooted organizations. And of mm-hmm. course, it's like a more holistic approach as well. But I don't mean like, go like meditate in the woods. You know, I mean, that's awesome. If you can <laughs> do that, or if you're going to do that, most of us probably aren't going to do that. But mm-hmm. you know, if you are that, you know, if you're breastfeeding a baby, just put that or not even if you have a window in your apartment and that's where you've been stuck, put a chair by the window, you know, mm-hmm. and get the sunlight in or get some with your groceries, get some flowers, like just those touches with like, uh, of just nature and natural things, I think can really remind us of kind of like looking up in the sky where you're like, it's this huge world. It just gives you a bigger perspective and grounds yes. you a little more. And I think there's something very like healing and spiritual about that, that connects us with the divine.
0: That's so true. And every time we go to the beach or if I was, you know, back at home and in, in Utah, close to the mountains, it's like, there's something so powerful about just things that were made by God that it's just like above everything else yes. in our world. It's a perfect I don't know how to, to des- I don't know how to describe that, but yeah, it does have extra healing powers and I love that. So I also loved that you said this is so practical and perfect. Don't feel bad about enjoying it. Make it fun. Have a socially distanced picnic with friends. Order takeout. Rewatch all nine seasons of The Office. Wrap your little one and get your bake on. You just had a baby. This is time to celebrate. (laughs) And I think that sometimes, too, it can feel like, at least for me, I can only speak from my own experience, but in the last five weeks, sometimes I feel like, okay, if I'm feeling any better at all, I need to hurry and start being productive. And I'm trying to change my mindset of no. I need to just still enjoy this time, especially if this is my last baby. I need to just soak this in because I'm going to be mad at myself that I didn't allow myself that time because it's going to go away really fast. So I loved that advice, but I feel like that's great advice for any mom. You know? Yeah, just
1: to enjoy it. Other things can wait. Which, like, I I can relate to what you're saying of. Like, oh, but wait, I've got a minute. Like, I'm not going to go take a nap. <laughs> I have yeah. to like get work done, answer emails or get on top of whatever the laundry or whatever it is. And and I think that uh, like this has been a good reminder of we just get in such a go, go, go frenzied mindset where it becomes really normal really fast. And I've like, as we are slowly kind of, coming out of quarantine, it's like every day, Jared and I started taking morning walks at the beginning of COVID. Our oldest is old enough now to stay just, you know, at home with the younger kids in the morning for like half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And so, it's um, so nice. it's so nice. It's like felt like such luxury. And I love that we start the day just like good conversation as we walk. And, um, and that is like one thing that I'm like, we like, no matter what we have to keep these walks because it helps us yeah. keep so much, uh, it helps us keep perspective and stay connected. And I mean, that's just our little thing. But, um, but that's one thing I keep telling you is like, okay, what else do we want to keep the same? Like, what else actually that we thought if we stopped doing this, if I didn't go into the office, you know, however yeah. many days a week that everything would fall apart, like it actually mm-hmm. didn't. <laughs> it was right. fine. What are the things right. like that that we thought the world would fall apart if we didn't do it this way, I think it's just the perfect time to take note of those things. Actually, I really am more productive when I give myself a week off here or there or however, you know, take more personal days. And
0: then when I'm on, I'm totally on, you know? and trusting Yeah, that. that's a great suggestion of just kind of a self-evaluation of what do I want to have? Like, which things do would I like? To stay the same, yeah, you know, in this period of life or this season, which has oh. been such a weird season. <laughs> but, um, so you talked about this unintentional model and then the intentional model, and so I'll just read this. So, the circumstances, my life during COVID, and the thought is everything is out of control, and the feeling is powerless. And the action is paralysis, breakdown, spin out in thoughts and actions, distract myself with food, shows, and alcohol. And the result, I lose even more control. So the opposite of that, the intentional model that you shared was the circumstance is the same, my life during COVID. But the thought is I will not have the quality of my life dictated by external circumstances. And the feeling instead of powerless was empowered. And the action was focus on what is in my control and do it and let go of what isn't. And the result was to learn to create the life I want no matter the circumstance. And I thought that was super powerful that you shared that. So talk to me a little bit more about that and about how you teach people or how you've been able to adopt this idea of being more intentional. Well,
1: our brains are like, I think Jodie Moore came up with this analogy that our brains are like scanners and they're going to go to work with whatever we ask them to go to work for. So if we say, find all the evidence for (laughs) the fact that, or the idea that my life is out of control for that thought, it's just going to go and it's going to feed you all the ways. You're going to find 500 new ways that you didn't even realize before that your life is out of control. (laughs) That's so true. So our Feelings always come from a thought. So you have that thought, my life is out of control. Then it's going to produce a feeling. Whatever thought you're having, that's, it's going to produce a feeling. And from that feeling, you're going to take action. All of our actions come from a feeling. It's always motivated by it. And so if your feeling is, you know, powerlessness, that's not going to, what kind of action is that going to produce in your life? Not your best action. And then our actions, of course, create the results in our lives. And that's what our life is made up of from what other people, you know, from um, the external. And so from that, you know, realizing how much uh, your brain is going to go to work for you and you say, find all the ways. My life is out of control. It's Like, is that really what you want to put your work, your brain to work on? Um, And that's why thoughts are so powerful, because. That really is, it's going to, your brain is just going to keep going on that. And so when you can set it on a more intentional thought, that's actually going to serve you and create, okay. And you can know if it's going to serve you by what kind of feeling do I have when I think this thought, when I think, you know, I'm not going to let external circumstances dictate the quality of my life, which I know is like a mouthy, like a wordy sentence, but a really powerful one. Then, you know, if I feel empowered or confident or, you know, motivated, what? What kind of action am I going to take from that? So much better, and your brain is going to start if you can just help it reroute to a thought that serves you better. It's going to find evidence for it. Like I, even, I did this like super radical experience. I mean, I wasn't rad- it was just so radically different than what I was thinking with my kids one day, and they were just like driving me up the wall. And mm-hmm. I was, I kept thinking they're driving me crazy. I was like, what if I was driving and I was like, what if I, instead of thinking that, let's see how powerful my brain is. What if I think, which this is not usually how it works, but you need like bridge thoughts, baby steps. And I was like, what if instead I think my kids are so easy and it was crazy. (laughs) Like how then my brain, like, what are, all, what are all the reasons? I mean, kids are just so easy. And my brain really did want to go to work for that. And every time mm-hmm. that old thought would come back up, I'm like, no, no, no. But why are they so easy? And it just shifted everything. I just thought it was such a cool um, way to feel that contrast just so, so, so quickly. And yeah. um, so yeah, it's just, I think being, also why those thought downloads are really powerful because it helps you recognize what are those recurring thoughts in my life? what are they doing for me? How are they serving me, you know?
0: Okay. I love that so much. And the next time my kids are driving me crazy, (laughs) which happens frequently, I'm going to use that same... I'm going to try out your trick and see if it works. (laughs) My kids are so easy. I'm going to be saying that to myself. I will let you know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to see. (laughs) But I love that so much. So I feel like this... All of this advice that you've been giving is so good. And if people want to find more of it, we'll, we'll let them know at the end where they can find it. But I just want to ask this last question, and that is, if there's one message that you want to leave the mom with that's listening to this about, you know, feeling empowered, feeling calm, feeling like she is still in charge of her life, no matter what the external circumstances are, what do you want the one message to be?
1: The one that popped up first for me because it's been so helpful for me is that your kids don't want a perfect mom it wouldn't it's really easy for us to think that if we're perfect for them and for ourselves then that they're gonna have a way better life they're gonna do everything perfectly then and that's like the best thing that we can offer them. And I just think imperfection is the best thing that we could offer them. A lot of love, which I don't know any mom that doesn't just crazy love their kids. I've never met one and isn't doing the best that they can. And and trusting that we were put with our children for a reason and all of our imperfections are going to serve them so beautifully. (laughs) because really like that perfect mom, if we really were, that would be like downhill from here for our kids. (laughs) Like have this impossible standard for them to judge themselves against. And they wouldn't know how to get through the struggles that are for sure to come their way. They wouldn't learn how to get through the struggle and the hard things. And I just having had, you know, a messier childhood and relationship with my parents at time and divorce and, and, and a lot of things. that looked really messy and really imperfect. I can look at it now and just, I'm just so grateful for all of it. It was just so perfectly imperfect for me. I learned all the things that I needed to, to be the person that I wanted to be and that I want to continually be. And I, I wrote a post like this for on my personal feed for Mother's Day about my mom. It was just like, all the things that I'm sure she judged herself so harshly by are the things that I'm most grateful for to see her get through struggle and hard things and just like still love and try through it. You're just like, what more could we ever ask of anyone, you know, what greater lesson could she have given me than that? So I think that's, that's like the lesson. I like to remind myself and all my imperfection with my kids. and like, They're gonna, they're learning so much from
0: me (laughs) from all my
1: mistakes.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is a really powerful thought, and I think something that I'm going to be thinking about a lot and holding on to in the next little while during this season where I keep worrying about my kids, thinking, you know, what is wrong with her. And I had to finally tell Annabelle, she came in the room the other day and said, Mommy, why are you acting like you're sick every day? (laughs) And because I'm just in bed a lot right now trying to deal with this postpartum depression. And luckily, my therapist had told me, like walked me through that conversation before it even happened. And I was able to tell her, you know, when mommies have babies, their bodies need to heal and their brain needs to heal too. And I'm just trying to let my body heal and my brain heal. And I'm going to be, you know, I'll be back to normal soon. Um, And she just kind of said, okay. And that was that. But definitely what you said rings so true to me that she has to see me struggle and they have to see us be a little bit imperfect and human to then someday allow themselves to also go through hard things and to overcome struggle. You know, if I just mask that from my kids completely, then you know, what, exactly what you said, like, what are they going to feel like they need to live up to if they felt like they didn't see their mom struggle at all? Yeah. And can I just so. offer that that, that is not you just like, hopefully making
1: it through an experience like that. And her hopefully, like, hopefully not like damaging her. That's you nailing it as a mom. Like there is nothing that she learned at school this year, more important than that than that. There is nothing that she will probably learn in the next few years more important than for her to see you go through this and the strength that you have that you don't see and the conversation that, um, that you were able to have with her and to like be present with that pain and to share that vulnerability with her. Like that's like a masterclass that she just got, you know, that's like super mom, you know? It's not something to judge well, yourself by in any
0: way, except that you're doing it just right, you know? Thanks think so. And now I'm crying. Um, <laughs> and also that was, those were words that my therapist helped me with, not just, <laughs> those didn't come off of my like genius mom top of my head. So, um but I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for having this conversation with me today. I felt like it was something that I needed, but I know there's going to be so many other moms who listen to this, who are going to feel like they were able to find some solace and peace and healing through all of this beautiful advice that you were able to give me today. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. You're amazing. Um where can people find you if they want to continue to learn from you and also see the beautiful wraps and all the creations that you guys oh, have?
1: Um, there, Our Instagram handle is just Solly Baby, S-O-L-L-Y, My personal handle is L Rolly, but sometimes I
0: post lots, sometimes like months in between. So, Solly Baby is probably the best place. Awesome. Okay, we'll link those in your blog where you've been putting all these beautiful um, mini series, educational series too. We'll we'll link all of that in the show notes. So, thank thank you you again, Al. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow, subscribe to our Apple podcasts, and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast, and you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox, and we'll email you every time there's a new episode.